0: Your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery, brethren, weathering in any season. to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Shield and Zach can get it cooler than breathing when you Zach runs off with his valet key. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with one. friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some. birds with one. friends. Boshila and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings. They on can feel like bathing suits. What day, you know,
1: what
2: one... <laughs> Finish it up.
1: Birds with <laughs>
2: Sometimes you got to take a What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So,
3: <laughs> The presenting sponsor for today's episode of Birds with Friends is Visa, a network working for everyone. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Birds with Friends, a post-game podcast edition, 11-12 p.m. on the East Coast, Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, as the uh, Bucks and Patriots enter the uh, late fourth quarter here just to date this for the people listening later as opposed to the sickest of the sickos who are here live in the chat we are here to recap another loss for the one and three eagles a game in which they were competitive offensively but uh, not competitive defensively a huge day for patrick mahomes and the offense and a lot to get to Uh, we can talk about jalen hertz's performance we can talk about Another litany of uh, mismanagement and unforced errors by the Eagles under Nick Sirianni. But I do think we need to start with the the biggest mismanagement of all. And I think you know where we're going here, Zach. How do you feel? How are you feeling about the 35 turkeys spent? And especially the 21 turkeys spent on Patrick Mahomes outspent, er, out passing yarding Jalen Hurts. You save those turkeys for a rainy day. You waited for your big opportunity, and unfortunately, the turkeys—well, gravity hit them, and they fell flat to the ground.
2: Yeah, I have no one to blame but myself. I mean that—that's on me. I will wear it. Uh, there are no excuses. I—I I, uh, prepared for that opportunity, and it was a poor allocation of resources. It was a poor strategy. I—I actually, I don't fault the strategy, right? I—I I liked hoarding the the uh, turkeys, but. I should have have um, made. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, it's later at, at night here. I should have <laughs> had more of a, a variety of bets. It was. It well, was listen, just poor, Zach, this was a good week to do execution. it because it
3: turns out if you had hit that, which one, you know, Patrick Mahomes more passing yards than Jalen Hurts. There's every reason to expect that that would hit. If that hits, you would have been tied for the lead. It would have been sure. worth it, but uh, unfortunately, uh, did not did not turn out in your favor.
2: No, it and and look, I have no one to blame but myself. It was you still uh, got three turkeys was, left for next week.
3: It is it is on me,
2: and I will do better and I will learn from this experience. And it's a it is a long season, uh, but uh you know this is how you learn, right?
3: Mm, there you go. Now uh now Sheil uh has won from the broadcast showing photos of the Kelsey's as kids. The only thing that's still up in the air, I uh, did did we I didn't get to watch all of the broadcast was there a shot of LaShawn McCoy at all during the game from the snow game that's the only thing that I think could could hit for me. Otherwise, uh, Shield will be taking home another victory. So congratulations to him. Uh, Marissa. Are you allowed to tell us where you are.
1: I am in Minneapolis. No, I'm in a therapist's office. Um, that's mm. how it looks uh, if you're tuning in on YouTube. I had to told Zach I was positioning the computer in the exact spot so it didn't look like you could <laughs> see the messy bed or the Sunday night football going on. Um, but, yeah, I'm in Minneapolis. Um, I did go to the Vikings-Browns uh, game today. You no, know, they're for my brownies. Yes. Um, and I have to say uh, – I could not stop laughing that mid game. I think the Browns were driving and my phone is just blowing up. And it was like, they showed Kelsey at Marissa. They showed Kelsey's brothers and all of this stuff. So shout out to all the listeners. It was uh, very entertaining to see on Twitter. So I always enjoy that. Best stadium you've ever been to. Unreal. I mean, so cool like the intro was so cool they had fake snow coming down i was like this is this is they went all out it was it was very cool so the, if anyone wants to plan a good uh trip i would definitely recommend coming here for sure
3: well of course a uh, uh, a site of the most memorable game in eagles history probably and and i would say for the uh people who are listening and not viewing it's it's pretty clear as somebody points out in the chat that marissa is probably recording from the site of the infamous post-game pod with Sheila and I with Sheila and me after uh, after Oh the that's Super Bowl. the so game you're right. you, you must, you must you, be you must be sending a uh, uh, you you're completing your, Pil- your birds with friends
1: pilgrimage. Zach good? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh no, 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 sure no. I
2: th- I thought Bo was referring to the Jake Elliott fake field
3: goal that Jake the most Elliott memorable football, game. of course. Yeah,
2: yeah I, I didn't think you were talking about the Super Bowl. Now that you say it, it makes more sense.
3: And of course, if you wanted to read more about that, if you wanted to just take a trip down memory lane back to the good old days, how could you do that?
2: Uh, it's above my, you know, I, I it, it was above the shoulder here. Uh, underdogs that fell off Eagles' emotional road the Super Bowl victory, available wherever books are sold.
3: All right, let's get to uh, let's get to the game because I know it's late, and I know you're both very angry with me for making this a YouTube podcast, <laughs> uh, Zach, especially so. Uh, I guess, I mean, from a, from a big picture standpoint, Zach, uh, I know you wrote about uh, sort of the connection between Nick Sirianni in his first season with a struggling team, looking back to Andy Reid's first year in Philadelphia. And it's hard, like everything right now with this team is sort of viewed through the prism of is the quarterback the guy and is the coach the guy, right? That's what the whole season's about. And in this game, on the one hand, offense looked pretty good uh you know they went back to something that resembled the week one offensive game plan short passes jalen hurts looked good 32 of 48 for 387 yards two touchdowns had 47 yards on the ground he missed a couple throws we can get to that he had two turnovers that should have been turnovers that uh ended up not being turnovers but uh he played well the offense moved the ball uh but they had another series of unforced errors both in terms of game management, uh, in terms of like layups on offense and some sort of situational stuff on defense, even though they were completely mismatched on defense, and to me the biggest takeaway in this game was Nick Sirianni's game management. Like, do can we trust it? Um, because the, it, that first possession of the game, they drive down the field, and you know that you need touchdowns against this offense, this Chiefs offense. And they've got a fourth and three from the 11. And they go for it. And then they scramble. Jalen Hurts calls timeout. And there's a miscommunication between Hurts and Sirianni. And Sirianni sends on the field goal team. And then he's, he's talking to the refs because he thinks they called a delay of game. They end up taking a field goal. And that's, like, that's huge in this game. And there were a few other things. like Nick Sirianni is not, is not Mr. Aggressive. And no. if I'm putting myself in, in Jeffrey Lurie's head watching this team, I'm like really worried about Nick Sirianni from a game management standpoint. Is that fair? Fair enough, right? Like he's,
2: he's he, he, he hasn't been egregious, right? Like we're not talking about Mike McCarthy, but he's been too conservative. And today, yeah, there was a miscommunication there. And it certainly seems like it. Well, I will give credit to Bo. Bo was on top of what was going on the whole way. And uh, basically, like Bo was saying there, it sounded like Sirianni didn't realize that Hertz called the timeout. He thought there was a delay of game and that was getting pushed back to. And I to think some, what, some was, of this we is probably on the
3: refs. He was talking to the refs. So he probably yes. was told by somebody that there was a delay of game. I'm guessing. Yes. Because he was upset about it.
2: And there was miscommunication among the refs, right? Like there was right. a flag that was thrown. I I believe there was a there was like a, a physical a flag that was thrown, and Hertz said there was a miscommunication there.
3: Uh, but actually, and that, that wasn't my big takeaway. I rewatched it. You can go. He goes, "That's bad." After they after they uh, corrected yeah. the uh, not being a, a penalty. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, but that wasn't my big takeaway. Now I I, I do think there was there are uh, were game management miscues. But my big takeaway was that that three touchdowns were, were taken off the board because of penalties. And if penalties were an isolated incident, that'd be one thing. But yeah. this is a team that's had problems with penalties through the first three weeks of the season. Nick Sirianni has spoken about how this needs to be fixed, how they on their video board when they review the film. They have the number of the player who made the mistake. And not just that they have penalties today. They had three touchdowns taken off the board and on defense, Josh Sweat caught, you know, a real costly penalty, extended the drives, right? They had drives that were extended. The Chiefs were nine of 10 on third downs <laughs> and they had, you know, the singles couldn't get them off the field and well, and here's the they thing were aided I- by penalties.
3: So nine of 10 on third. Well, we can get to the defense, but it's all yeah. part of the same thing that you're talking about. Nine of 10 on third down the only two third downs they had that were seven yards or more, one was the Eric Wilson interception, and the other was the Mahomes 12-yard scramble on, yes. on third and 12. And, like, if 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 the only thing the Eagles did all day long was stop them on those two third and longs, they would have had a real chance to win the game. Um, so let me quickly give you the, the fourth down stuff because I, I looked it up for the day after. So that first game, remember, in Atlanta, Sirianni was, like, aggressive to the like to the point that it was reminiscent of of Doug right absolutely uh, he would uh, goes for it on on 4th and 4 and 4th and 2 both situations where uh you know I'm going off Ben Baldwin's um win probability fourth down bot both like strong pretty strong recommendations he follows those but like key they don't convert on both of them and i sort of feel like Sirianni's like doing, doing the thing that he shouldn't do and is just going off of the results there and deciding he doesn't want to be so aggressive. You got to marry him, right? You you can't date him. You got to marry him. And so he, he, he passes up a huge uh, opportunity in the second game a 3.2 win probability boost on fourth and three uh, from the 26, another one. uh, And so he's not going for it week two. Uh, week three he passes up some again and then in this game that fourth and three I mean I guess I guess you say it's a little different because he didn't know what was going on after the delay of game but that is like such an obvious go and to me the biggest problem with that whole that whole process was them not being ready to go for it right away exactly right like if you're the kind of offense the kind of team that is that knows like we are an aggressive fourth down team you don't spend 10 seconds deciding which offensive personnel group to throw out there, sending Greg Ward onto the field. And now all of a sudden, you're rushing at the line of scrimmage. If you get the guys there to the line, you've got time to make the adjustments that they're trying to make at the line. And so uh, that's sort of the original sin of that to me. I just, and, and then, you know, the end of I'll the I'll take first it a step half, farther, by the way. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll
2: take it a step further on the, on, on the fourth downs. That's a decision you make on Wednesday, right? That's, right. that's what you say. We're going into this week okay, we're going to be aggressive on fourth downs. We're not going to settle for field goals because we're not going to win this game 20 to 17, right? If, if we're going to win this game, we need touchdowns, right? And that seems like an obvious statement to make, but there are games where you say we just need points, right? We can't have empty possessions. This is a game where you know, you're going to need touchdowns, somewhat similar to last week. And so, and and we saw last week, they they were not aggressive. I think you make that decision earlier in the week that and and so there's never there shouldn't be indecision. You should know on third down, if we don't get it here, our offense stays on the field. Like the offense shouldn't even be looking over to the sideline. Uh so and, I and, ju- and just along
3: those lines, you need to have a play in your mind on third down, exactly. right? Like exactly you know, it shouldn't take time. And then, and, and then, and,
2: and, and, and I, I would say, uh, because I, I know you're going to get to the end of half, but just to continue on to fourth Downs, I don't know if Sirianni's natural tendency is to be aggressive. And so you wonder if what yeah. you saw earlier this season was him almost, I, I, I don't want to use the term placating, but like, all right, uh, adhering to or going along with what, his 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 bosses either want or or recommend or him seeing him do it, and then when it doesn't work, he kind of leans he he goes back to uh maybe what his own uh, I guess what his own predilection is, right? Which would be to to be more conservative.
3: Well, and, and listen, I mean, not for nothing, like Jim Bob Cooter, who is in his ear. You know, everything we know about the guy from his history is like he's not some uber aggressive you know, analytics maven. He's like just a retread old school offensive coordinator. Like,
2: but neither was Doug. Right. And, and, that's and, true. and what Doug and, and to Doug's credit, like Doug wanted to be aggressive. And from, we read this in, in Doug's book and we, and we've also, we spoken to people um, who, who were, who are privy to what was going on. Like, like Doug really wanted to, to push the boundaries there with it. And, and I figured, When the Eagles hired Sirianni, that was something that that they would be attracted to. Uh, Nick purposefully kept it under wraps during the preseason. I asked him, "Are you going to be more aggressive?" And he wanted to he he he, for competitive reasons not answer that. Well, we're four weeks in, and it's like it's been all over the place, and I did not like the way I saw it today.
3: And we can get to the end of the first half, but it's all part of like the overall takeaway. Right? Is is Sirianni is always preaching master the things that require no talent, right? This team yes. is going to be out talented most of the year in most of their games. So they have to make up for it by doing the little things. Well, and as you talk about, it's the penalties. It's the game management. It's the like uh situational awareness. They don't do any of the little things. Well, right No. And like, if, if you want to like, what would a bad team, a bad, a poorly coached team look like? It would look like what they look like, right? Like the guys, maybe the guys like him, maybe maybe individual players are improving over the course of their tenure with Sirianni thus far. But in terms of the actual execution on the field, they play like a poorly coached team.
2: Well, well, they they play like a team that does not adhere to, if you want to call it your core values or what you right, emphasize. Their mantras and exactly and 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 i i always try to i always try to say like if if you you know you know don't tell me what's important to you like i will see what's important to you by it, you use this term in turn you know by the way you play or when you're building a roster by how you spend your picks or how you spend your money like i I've, I've i've always said this about howie roseman for instance you know uh say what you want about him, but like he backs up what he says is important to him in terms of how he allocates his picks, right? Well when he and uh you can't does tell he me, say he
3: wants I mean he wants he no wants I'm guys saying you like very good
2: <laughs> no but like when he he like errors on the side of an offensive line or like when he takes a alignment, he always says, sure. you know, you you know you can't just say this is important, you you have to actually act on it. So that's true. You can't tell me. That that it, I I just use as an example because um, it was on top of my head there, but but you you can't tell me that you believe in in accountability and fundamentals and you know things of that nature, and then get it, it lack those in critical situations like that's when the guys when this running is out of happening. bounds
3: on touchdowns like it,
2: it, exactly you know and. You have a wide receiver like the, background. The one position have, where
3: everybody should be, yeah. JJ, I think the white side. I thought it was a bad call, but like, you know, if this is the if this is supposed to be the best coached group on the team, you're like, wide receiver had, expert. There, these guys have been making mistakes all season long. You've had two touchdowns taken off the board because your wide receivers went out of
2: bounds, right? Like, it, it, I, I, it's the expression you either coach it or you tolerate it. Um, mm. and like At that. this point, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's the concerning part to me is that if it happens in one game, fine, but the fact that this is repeatedly happening and it's, and critical situations like last week, uh, okay. There were, there were holding calls in the fourth quarter when the game was out of hand. Right. And that kind of stuff happens. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's lack of talent. This is a situation where three touchdowns are taken off the board. Um, you know, and it's like, you know, uh Shane Steichen's press conference this week. I literally asked him, I said in the uh, you know, illegal man downfield penalties, like, is that on the quarterbacks? that all the offensive line? And it's one of those, you know, his his answer, it, it's it's I don't mean to pick on Shane Steichen here, but yeah, I'll I'll take responsibility for that. I have to coach it better. Well, if, if you're gonna say it, and then it happens you in the game the time. next time. Now and well, well, it yeah, takes points just, off the board, like yeah. that to they know, the play, but, but so the follow up question is Is the league emphasizing it more this year? Oh, yes, very much. You know, the league's emphasizing it. You know, you've, you've, you've had this penalty. So, what you need to do then is you need to drill it. And it's not like Andre Dillard's a surprise starter here. Okay. Andre Dillard's known all week he's been the starter. You need to drill it until it doesn't happen, or if it's happening, you don't call those plays it. where it happens. Right. You, but you can't be in a situation where you get points taken off the board and then you say afterwards, we need to be better. I know you need to be better. Be better when it counts. Right. Don't. So. Uh, so anyways, uh, I, I'm, I just say it because like you hit it on the head. If you're going to tell us throughout the summer, be, be good at the things that require no talent, then you better be good at the things that require no
3: talent. Otherwise, like don't just talk about it in August. And so here's something else that bothers me. Uh so end of the first half. They've got one timeout. They're moving the ball. They've got the ball at about the Chiefs 40. Okay, they're down eight points. Obviously, you know you need points against this offense. You 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 know from the first half you're not stopping them. And they have a, a one-yard completion to uh Kenny Gainwell, and you've got about 35 seconds left. I take the timeout there. Um, but you have two choices to take the timeout. Then you've got 35 seconds left. It's third and nine, I think it is. And you have the middle of the field still. And then you can go up and clock it. That's plenty of time to go up and clock it. If you complete the ball in the middle of the field. Instead, they let the clock run down. They're sort of scrambling to the line. It's 15 seconds left. And they have a, they have a bust. And Hertz uh, fumbles the ball. And they got saved from that being potentially a touchdown, if not at least a field goal for the Chiefs. Um, and like in, in being asked about it after the game, in the post-game press conference, like I, there's, there's, there is a total, you know, fog of not war, but like fog of the game that I, that I want to, uh, account for. Like, it's okay if he doesn't remember all the specific details, but like his recounting of what happened and like, I, I would definitely do that again was like wrong. And to the point of, like, I just don't believe that he is thinking through these things appropriately in real time. I just it like it 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 bothers me a little bit. And well, there's a similar. So, so thing we say what there's he a says, similar, There's a similar thing here with Jalen Hurts. Like, I thought Jalen Hurts was very good in this game, but for a player who has played as many games as he has, like at every level. His, and like the son of a coach, his like situational awareness sometimes is baffling. I mean, he threw the ball out of bounds on fourth down. Like it's both of these guys, they leave like a little something to be. And I know he's young and I want and it's only been four games for Sirianni. Lurie wants him to grow into the role. Right. But I just it bothers me a little bit with these guys that they're they're. It seems like from just a game situational awareness standpoint, they're both lacking. Well, so
2: Nick. As he was, he was, he was like really confident that about that end of games, about that end of half sequence, he went as far yeah. as to say that he feels comfortable. He would, he would do that again. They wanted to have a sideline pass there, but if you but like, they didn't take the snap until what there was 15 seconds. So if you do the sideline pass, let's say it's successful sideline pass hits at what nine seconds, eight seconds there. Yeah, they didn't have and to worry had, about a
3: sideline pass at that point.
2: Yeah. Like, uh and And then you you have i guess one play and a timeout. I, I would much rather take this uh a call a timeout, have thirty seconds, and then uh yeah so i i I didn't agree with him, but again, he's the coach. he says they work on this uh so i i I found that to be curious. overall hurts sure, his tell. his situational awareness agree with you there. think it needs okay. to be better.
3: Uh, is there anything else on on Sirianni we should address before we get to before we get to Hertz?
2: Um, well, you know, I, I I'm I'm not responding like specifically to a few people on on social media, but speaking more from, yeah, I, I think there's this idea out there. You look at the running plays and you say they should have run more. In my opinion, that was not a problem. They didn't need to run more. Um, no, they they uh they were
3: moving the ball to, up and down the yeah, field. They did not They didn't
2: punt the, the whole game. game. Their problem <coughs> excuse me. Their problem was not a lack of running plays. Now you can argue maybe a red zone play here, a red zone play there. Um but that was not the issue. And then I I I, I you know there's an argument for that. Well you you don't want to have the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Well, it's not like they forced them the punt and the Chiefs were getting extra possessions, right? The Chiefs scored when they got the ball, except for one time. So right. all that would have done was they also, like, I mean,
3: they sort, of did, they sort of did accomplish what you would want to accomplish from the running game. I mean, the Chiefs only had seven possessions all game long. Yeah. Like they, they, so, the Eagles were holding the ball. They just gave up yeah, six touchdowns. So, I, so the,
2: like to me, the, the, uh, the, the problem here was, was
3: not the lack of running plays. I totally agree. As I watched this 56 yarder from the Pats, go off the post. No. Oh, um, tough,
2: tough break. Tough break for so Billy. I would say that. And then I, I would say as far as, uh, I actually thought Sirianni called a decent game, right? Like, like I thought I, he called I, a I very a good game, call. game, Yeah. From the most part. I thought he we did can better get there. the red zone if we want. But, sure. Uh, um, but that, yeah. so, so that jumped out too, but, 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 but with Sirianni, um, I, I mean, I don't mean to go on that rant, but the penalties are a problem that must get rectified. and must get rectified quickly. They're not a good enough team. Yesterday, they're not yesterday. But no, they are not a good enough team to to give away yards and the takeoff points. That's simple.
3: Well, you did a good job going after Josh Sweat on that offsides, because uh, I know that you know you also wanted to go after Derek Barnett for his roughing the passer. Although that was I actually really thought more- that was
2: more Sweat. Yeah, <laughs> it that was, was more sweat. on Sweat.
3: Uh, so yeah. you're right, and I think uh, I would like to call on all of the uh, live viewers, uh, all the sickos, to join me in just a quick pound of flesh, pound of flesh, pound of flesh, pound of flesh. No, you're not enough. No, I I don't appreciate the joke. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, you want to go I, after I, it on I, sweat? Not, I'm not even talking about Barnett. <laughs> okay i mean all the penalties we got let's let's go nick bring bring some guys out and castigate him in front of all of us um okay uh let's talk let's talk hurts and just the rest of the offense uh i thought this was a very encouraging like offensive performance um going back uh-oh we've lost zb no, I'm, here. I'm, here. I'm here he was up he was too mad about the pound of flesh joke <laughs> he decided to just leave yeah um as we talked about, offensive game plan looked much more like it was in Week One. I thought it was very good. Uh, I really liked that they were feeding the ball to Devontae Smith more in this game, as we've been calling for. Ten targets for Devontae Smith, seven catches for 122 yards. Great job. Um, much more of the tight ends in this game. We saw uh, everything was everything was easier for for Jalen Hurts in this passing game. Now, obviously, it comes with the caveat that the Chiefs' defense is like the the single worst in the league for the first three games. So, uh, that was a very bad defense, but I, you know, if, uh, offensive scheme matters more than in-game performance in terms of evaluating Sirianni, I thought, I thought it was good today. And I thought Hertz was good today.
2: I, I would agree. I, I, I thought, you know, Hertz, look, we can uh, nitpick, you know, we can find, he, he missed Hertz in the end zone first quarter opening yep. drive had a touchdown there.
3: Um, and you know, there were, now, what few... do you think about the Greg Ward one? Which one? The, the, in the, in the, from first and goal from the three after the Dillard, uh, after the Dillard penalty, he hits Ward looked like, it looked like a wide throw, but Ward got his hands on it.
2: Okay. Um, yeah, I, I would need to go back and, and look, I at thought it was a, on a Hertz,
3: more. but somebody, uh, okay. somebody I trust was telling me it was more on, on Ward. Ward. Um, uh, you know, I, I I I so I don't
2: think Hertz was was perfect, but I thought Hertz was much better than he was last week, um, and he showed improvement. Uh, I, I don't want to say he went toe to toe with Mahomes because Mahomes was awesome, but, uh, but he did have more he, passing yards.
3: He did, correct. He, but I I I, I think I you can make he, the case he was better, in that if that's if that's how we judge guys,
2: no, nah, he was not better. Uh, but I I thought he showed some encouraging signs, right? Like he, but as a thrower, he, he was better. No, no. I mean, Mahomes well, just in special. terms of productivity. I mean, in terms of yards, yes, he, he threw had better yards. He had he had more counting stats. That's like, that's like, uh you know, I don't know. We don't need to go down this
3: path. Uh, I mean, just in, in terms respect. of arm talent, like we measure by passing yards. What's the he joke? What's the joke here? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> okay. yeah, I performed him.
0: <laughs> uh, like if I was no, wagering
3: I, all my turkeys. Gotcha. In, he was uh, better. Turkey. Good turkey,
2: yeah. Look, I, I it was a poor allocation of resources <laughs> on the away. turkeys. I I am owning that. No, I'm checking the TV mm. on the side here. Uh, poor allocation. Of resources. Tom does it again. Uh, so overall, though, I thought Hertz was not the problem today. Things he can improve on, but if you're if you're judging a big picture like uh, this season's about learning about Hertz, then you need to be. Uh, impressed with what you saw from Hurts today.
3: I thought he was good today. I thought it was his second best game of the season probably. Um he did have like he did have an interception that should have been caught and then the fumble at the end of the first half. I mean that's that's sure. a terrible terrible play. You can't be doing that. Um sure. But I thought it was I thought it was mostly a good performance from Jalen Hurts. I still would like to see and and it's hard to evaluate him as a runner when it's just not really something that this offense does but i would like to see it so i still want to see it more uh incorporated into the offense um Devontae smith we talked about uh, kenny gainwell pretty good game six catches 58 yards three uh carries for 31 and a touchdown and i gotta tell you like this the, you know the team is going to be two and four at best potentially one and five so they've got at carolina coming up then uh a home against the bucks. And then they go at Las Vegas. Like they, they very reasonably could be one and six. That's not a stretch at all. They should be sellers right at the deadline. You're saying sell Sanders. I think they should trade miles Sanders. Interesting. Because think- you are not
2: going to pay him in year four is what you're saying.
3: Yeah. And I don't need him now. And I think Kenny Gainwell might be better than him. Like more reliable. I, I if I can get a third round pick for Miles Sanders, do you think I could get a third round pick for him? I don't. The Eagles give up a third round pick for Jay Ajayi. They give up a fourth round pick for Jay Ajayi. A round, Okay, sorry. Okay. I would uh, take an early. I think I would eh, I would probably take a fourth for Miles Sanders. Maybe a
2: third. I think Miles Sanders is a better a third, player than you do.
3: do
2: it. I think you're a little too into Kenny Gainwell right
3: now, but if it's you it's not that I'm into Kenny Gainwell, I'm just not into Miles Sanders. What is he doing? yeah what misses, is going on there? he misses stuff all the time yeah
2: marissa i appreciate you engaging the audience with that
3: i i, I like that for the audio listeners she's asking if the chat thinks we they should trade um so out. i
2: i uh i would not trade sanders right now but i'm if you if you can't get the value i, I wouldn't be opposed to it from the perspective of like are you going to build long-term or around sanders i i don't know the answer to that and there clearly is some type of disconnect right now, uh, because he hasn't been as effective, and Gainwell is better in the passing game. And this this coaching he's staff has got a does, better name. Well, that doesn't factor in anything.
3: So, well, that's, that's definitely not true. It factors into my evaluation. Um, okay, uh, I guess that's about about it for the offense. Is there anything else to go through? I don't. I don't think so. I think that was. Pretty good. Uh, Well, no, there's a big thing. There's a big thing for us to talk about. The offensive line, right? Well, you know what? We will get to that, Zach, on the other (laughs) side of this commercial break.
0: Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right Back on Brothers with Friends, and thanks to
3: uh, Sheila Kapadia for calling in just to read that ad. Always good to hear his voice. Uh, okay, Zach, let's talk about the offensive line. Um, obviously a big surprise during inactives when the Eagles announced that Lane Johnson was inactive with a personal matter, and uh, not much clarity into the situation after the game from Nick Sirianni uh, or the rest of the Eagles, and without doing any kind of uh, you know, Unbased speculation. I would just say that I that I hope that everything is okay. I would
2: echo those those uh, sentiments. You know, I, I can't imagine um, knowing Lane for nine years now that he wouldn't. It, 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 I, I I think it. You know, for him to be absent, it's it's something serious. So uh, um, certainly, yeah, my, my thoughts are with are with whatever's going on with
3: Lane. I'll put it that way. Um, so. From there, uh, the Eagles get thrown a loop, and they have a decision to make how they're going to uh, operate on the offensive line. Do they keep Jack Driscoll at right guard as he was prepared uh, to start there after practicing most of the week there and have Brett Toth play tackle, or do they kick Driscoll out to right tackle and insert Nate Herbig into right guard uh, that, we, as we talked about over the week, uh, Lane Dickerson moving to left guard, so a bunch of moving parts. They opted for the latter, uh, which sort of made sense because – uh, even though Driscoll was coming off injured reserve and hadn't practiced at right tackle all week, that is where he is most comfortable. He and Herbig have worked together a lot over the course of the summer and even last season. So that sort of made sense. And like this to me is much more of a uh, Stout is a god uh, type game than, you know, Jordan Milata rising to franchise left tackle status because I feel like sometimes we give Stout too much credit for Milata. Uh, whereas like he should get most of the credit. But this game, like being thrown such a loop last minute and them going out there and being uh, highly competent, even though it was against a bad defensive front, I thought was was very impressive.
2: Well, yes, like I, I no doubt Stout deserves credit. But I, I'll say the same thing here that I said about my lot. Like sometimes I think we, and I'll throw myself in that group, give Stoutland so much credit that it comes at the expense of like the actual players like Jack Driscoll had to go out there and block in, in his first game sure. this season. Right. Uh, uh, Nate Herbig, who's, who's kind of been in and out, right? Like that. Yeah. Credit to Jeff That's Stoutland true. That's true. for having them, them ready. But you know, when, when Jaymon Brown is struggling out there last year, we're just mm-hmm. like, well, what's, you know, I mean, it's Jamon Brown, right? Sure. Like you, you have to give credit to the players for stepping up. I, I, I thought that uh, it's an encouraging sign for the Eagles
3: when <laughs> you have his gloves in the middle of the play, it just will never get topped. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, when you have four new starters, no, or or, 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 or I should say four new starters, four different starters. And I don't think, I mean, they weren't great, but they weren't like deficient, you know, and, and credit to them. So. Yeah, Stoutland deserves credit, but I, I would give more credit to
3: the players themselves. Okay, I think that's fair. Uh, and you know, I, I
2: know we're we're getting asked here. I'm, I'm looking in the in the comments. I don't have further information about Lane Johnson right now, and I, I, it's, um, yeah. So I, I, I don't have any more yeah, clarity other than worth, it's personal.
3: Yeah, I think I think we should just uh, be patient on this one and and hope that things are okay. Um. Okay, I think, yeah, I think that about covers it for, for the offensive line. I thought they did a good job. And, you know, we'll, see, we'll see if they can do it. I mean, next week is going to so, be a much more difficult test.
2: So the, the, the thing we should say, though, is that Landon Dickerson appears to be now your left guard the rest of the way
3: this season. Right, so and I think that makes Landon sense. Dickerson as settles as, in you, as you talked about over, this, over the week, Like this is, a, this is a full rest of the season replacement, so it makes sense to, to, to put him there
2: and uh and it certainly it certainly seemed that before the Lane Johnson news came out that Jack Driscoll was going to play right guard. So my guess is that uh you know if if Lane is back next week, then uh I I would guess Jack Driscoll slides in the right guard.
3: I would imagine so. Uh okay, let's talk about the defense, which uh whoo, tough day. And I mean it was really ugly, but I just I, – I find it hard to get worked up um, about this defensive performance. I mean, they gave up 83 wow. points over the last two weeks, right, to the, to the Cowboys yeah. and the Chiefs. That's bad. Uh, sure. That's very bad. You know, 9 of 10 on third down, all this stuff. But I just – like, when you're going up against that offense and you've got this personnel, I just I, – I find it hard to really complain. Like, they just they, – they were always going to get worked. They got a turnover. That's about, that's about all you could hope for. So a few things here. Uh number 1,
2: I'm not as um up in arms about the Ch- Chiefs running the ball well, right? Like I, I don't think yeah, I, mean, I-, I think every the Eagles, time they
3: run the ball is a win for the defense. Yes,
2: I th- I think the Eagles wanted them to run the ball. Now you don't want to give up what was it? 8 yards of carry whatever it was, but um but then again, like you you want the Chiefs to run the ball. I thought uh credit to uh, Daniel Popper, our Chargers writer. I thought he did a really good film breakdown of the Chargers game plan. Uh, and I, I know I like harped on it on the podcast on Thursday. And then, it, you know, I, I wrote about it. But I, I do think that was something that they that they wanted to mimic. And then uh, and
3: it of did course seem like the, they played a little bit more man in this game, which is but, I mean, any uh, any man is a little bit more man for them. But.
2: But where I I I will be hard on this defense uh, was Jonathan Gannon wanted to get them in the third down situations, right? Like that's what that's what they felt they they need to do. Get them in third down situations and try to get them off the field. Nine of ten in third downs, that is bad. Now I I know there was there were you know a lot of short yardage at third down, some of which were their own doing because of penalties. But still, when you get you know when you have them in, I think it was third and twelve, you can't give up a Patrick Mahomes sc- uh, scramble for the first down, right? Um your linebackers need to get off blockers. I, I think the linebackers are a problem here. I'm not going to I I'm not going to kill the Eagles for Tyreek Hill having a huge game. Tyreek Hill is a really good player. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh you want to contain them some, but like that you- I mean for instance, Patrick Totally Mahomes, fine. Uh, on the first drive when he had that that uh, what was it the 38 yard gain, the defense was where they were supposed to be. Right. Anthony Harris just couldn't run. Yeah, he he couldn't run with Tyreek Hill. So right. I I don't kill them. Oh, yes, that, uh, yeah. Now, you know, I, I know that 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 there's like this this thought that you know that they're gonna do those shovel passes. It's an Andy Reid staple that scored two touchdowns with it. What a troll. The reality is this: if it wasn't the shovel pass, they would score with something else. Of course. Okay. So, uh, to me, the the what I'm gonna get on them on is the third down defense. You can't allow third ninety percent third down downs. defense. I do. It's 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 the money down, right? Uh, and you need to get them off the field on third downs. And I, I get there some third and shorts. You still need to get them off the field. So, uh, if that's it. If, well, I think you know,
3: I uh, some, you know, one of the uh, one of the commenters said like this is just such a frustrating defense to watch. And and I think there's something to that. Like when you're playing this passive, when the whole point is to force the offense to stay patient and work their way down the field and then convert in the red zone, and you're you're accomplishing that and then like failing at the end of the red zone, like that is going to be really frustrating. And the last 2 weeks they have dared the opposing offenses to do that. And those offenses have been really good and willing to be like, okay, that's fine. We'll take it that way, and then we'll just score down there. Like we're just better than you. That's fine. You know, I think there's, I think that style of play will probably work better against uh, you know Sam Darnold than it worked against Dak Prescott sure. and Patrick Holmes. And we'll see how they go, how they do over the course of the, the, the rest of the season. But uh, the way that this defense is set up, I, you know, I have never been a. Uh, linebackers, linebackers, you know, type guy. Um, it's, it's just especially in terms of like resource allocation. I think it probably is the least important position, um, of the uh offensive and defensive positions. But it seems to me like the way that Jonathan Gannon wants to play, they probably do need better linebackers. Sure. Uh, I, w- I will get to that in 30 seconds. Just want to read this. So, this is
2: Jonathan Gannon from Wednesday. Okay. Well, the teams that hang with them, they execute at a very high level. They take the ball away. Typically, you steal a couple of possessions, the teams that, that, that stay in it with them. You take a look at time of possession, and with that and with us, that's not just talking about the offense. With us, they don't have a lot of third downs because they convert first, and they convert first downs and first and second down, and when they do get the third down, they convert at a pretty high clip. We're going to have to get them the third down and one and then play pretty good third down defense to get off the field so we're not on the field for eight plus minutes at a time to get our offense back on the field. So basically, you know, he was honest like and they they what happened tonight was what they said. Get them into third what was the remote there?
3: Somebody was telling me um, that I have a giant uh, remote.
2: Yeah, so they they got them down into I mean, it's those no third into those third and one and third and short situations, and they just couldn't get them off the field. So that is where I would fault the Eagles' defense. Uh, about linebackers, you're absolutely right. Right? I, I mean, I, this position matters in the scheme that they use it. I understand you're not going to spend money everywhere, but uh, you know, I I think the the way the uh, the Eagles want to play defense under Gannon, you need better linebackers. So I'm I'm very curious to see when you uh how the eagles spend some of these draft picks that, that they have they're going to have valuable draft capital um if they draft for the. i mean that, that dolphins pick
3: is looking pretty good let alone yes. I mean a pretty pretty great outcome in that game for for the eagles i would say because you you needed the colts to start getting some wins exactly and they get a win wins plays the game that's perfect that's a perfect result
2: Your ideal scenario is that Colts pick is like 15, because that means that Wentz still plays, right?
3: Right. So, like, I I I hear people say ideal scenario is like eight, but
2: no, I hear people say they're gonna have three top 10 picks. I can't imagine. I gotta think. I gotta think. Carson Wentz goes to the shelf. Well, the only thing that the only thing
3: that makes it possible is if if uh, if the Titans are bad, like really bad, then that division, like if the division's in play, even though the Colts are bad, they're gonna keep playing him, right? Sure. And, you know, the Titans lost the Jets today, the lowly Jets.
2: Sure. Um, Maybe so, Marissa
3: can tell us a little bit about that uh, later. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I just, I, I find it hard to get too worked up about the defense, but it was, it was ugly.
2: But, but, but this is what I, I will say about the defense, okay? They need to be better against the Panthers because... I, I, agree I agree with 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 what we're saying. Like Patrick Mahomes uh, is is
3: going to do that this year. Dak is Prescott, a huge by the way, game coming up.
2: Yeah, like like uh, uh, and Dak Prescott this year is going to do that unto you. They are they're playing really well. Uh, I mean, the Panthers are, are are one of the better defenses in in the league, and the Cowboys had a big game today. Um, but Sam, yeah, as well as Sam Darnold's playing, Sam Darnold can't put up forty points on you, right? Like it. If he does, that's his last defense. That, that should be that should be <laughs> no, a snooker next week. Like, I, let's, I shouldn't let's, say can't. Let's bookmark
3: sh- that. Let's bookmark that. The Panthers score forty say, points.
2: No, I'll say if Sam Darnold puts up, and I like Sam Darnold, but if Sam Darnold puts why? up forty points on you,
3: why do I, 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 I like Gase, Sam Darnold? Because of the gaze thing.
2: No, nah, I liked him coming out of college. I like him at USC. Um, you I, like his, I think like he
3: square shaped face.
2: I don't judge quarterbacks based on the shape of their face. Honestly, I, I, I judge them based on the way they play, the way Some they Scouts are the judge room.
3: guys based on like, you know, their girlfriend's attractiveness or like whether they can cook a meal. I'm all about the shape of their face. That's my number <laughs> one quarterback metric.
2: You're a fascinating uh, scout. So, uh, no. So if, if the Panthers do that to the Eagles defense next week, that, that is problematic.
3: I would say so. Uh, okay, let's take one more break to hear from our valued sponsors. Then we're going to come back talk a little bit about uh, Fletcher Cox, Zach. Is he cooked? Find out after this. All right, Zach Fletcher Cox, is he done? What do you think? <laughs> are we doing this like real or no tackles, lose? no tackles in this game uh, five tackles on the season, no quarterback hits, no sacks. he obviously had the touchdown in Dallas on javon Hargrave's sack now like all of the all of the caveats aside, right? like yeah, he's taken up the attention of uh opposing offenses, right he's He's partially responsible for Javon Hargrave. Well, guess what? Fletcher Cox has been getting that attention forever. He's never been this silent. I mean, there's no production. It's bad, and uh, he's 31 years old. Like he's he's aging. Is, is at he 30? He, is he? 30. Is he 31? I think he's turning 31 this year. Uh, you might be right. But, I mean, he's adding, he's aging like you would expect a player to age. Unfortunately, the Eagles uh, are fully committed here, and in restructuring his deal again, they can't even trade him. Like, he's here. It's just not great. It's just not a great situation. I agree. He needs to play better.
2: Simple as that. I've seen Fletcher Cox play at a really high level. Um and I'd like to see you out. really
3: go in here, like pound of flesh, and ask him to give some of the money back.
2: <laughs> no, no. Look, he, they, I, I think Fletcher Cox uh, is an outstanding player, one of the best players um, in recent Eagles history, one of the best defensive linemen of the past decade. Uh, he needs to play better. It's, it's that simple. He, when you all, when you take up that much, I think, we're much getting, caps I, think
3: I think, I think this week we are going to get. The thing that I predicted before the season that he he's going to blame the scheme this week. <laughs> if 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 we talk to him this week, if right? we talk to him like, this week, that's coming. Yeah, that's coming. Okay, yeah. You I want mean, you to watch the games? That's it's going to be I mean, something like that.
2: Employee ninety one. I'm just doing what I'm told.
3: Mm, yeah, it's tough. I don't know, man. I just he's still good. He's fine, but he's not special right now. But the, the thing is it's like Javon
2: Hargrave is doing something every week. And Javon Hargrave's not doing that he and he's not doing that because Fletcher Cox is getting double team. He's doing that cuz he's beating the guy, yeah. him, right? So um, I get that there's a benefit of playing next to Fletcher Cox, but like defenses know who do, I'm sorry. Offenses know who Javon Hargrave is now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he's doing it because he's playing at a high level. Fletcher Cox needs to play at a high level. And and like you said, like this, this idea that, well, Fletcher Cox can't put up these numbers because he's being double teamed. He's, he's he's had, he's, he's had four hands on him before. Right. I like that.
3: yeah. I don't know what you know, but what's that? I don't know what you know about his life, but,
2: but they said an expression about double teams. Okay. Um, Listen, I don't know anything about what you're talking about. <laughs> uh regardless, uh as as Jim Schwartz used to say, opposing offenses are starting their week with 91 on the, on their board, right? And I uh, he's he's that's that's been that way in 2017 when he was played at, you know, it it's been that way throughout his career. So, uh my point is 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 that 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 excuse doesn't fly this year.
3: I think that's fair. Uh, speaking of guys cash and checks, Ryan Kerrigan is now up to 108 defensive snaps on the season. And he has yet to record a single t- a, a single statistic. T- 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 a single statistic. No tackles, no quarterback hits. Um, it's this is outrageous. I've never we've never seen anything like this. It's far and away the most defensive snaps in the league. This is crazy. This is something really special. We're going to tell our grandkids about this.
2: We will not tell our grandkids about this, but they need more from from Ryan Kerrigan. I'm well. going to tell you your grandkids, grandkids about this. <laughs> uh sure, sure.
3: <laughs> I, I'm I'm reading the comments now. I he I'm, did draw a holding penalty today. That's what he yeah. did today. Gotcha. So gotcha. I mean, that's that's a, that's a start, but still. I got I, I got to be if more careful. If only he had with, a thumb.
2: All of you guys need to get your head out of the gutter, though. Okay? I'll say that. Um, Bo
3: at the top of the list. <laughs> if only he had a thumb, you know? Um, Ronnie McLeod came back. He played. Uh, played about 70% of the snaps. Uh, we saw a three, Nick, or a three safety look for the first time this year with him and uh, Marcus Epps on the field. Uh, you know what I'd like to see. This season is really—I mean, it's about evaluating the guys you have here, right? Like, by the end of this season, there should be no questions about the guys on the roster, except for perhaps Gardner Minshew, right? Um, so I'm—I'm I'm ready right now. Let's give—let's give Davion Taylor, Eric Wilson's playing time. Let's see him out there full time. I fund them. I, so I disagree with you for this
2: reason right there are a one in three team it's a 17 game season this season i i get it's a transition here, but the season's not about like this is not a team that's that that's uh you know it's it's not the 2016 sixers right like they are they're trying to win games here so i i i but just i think David Taylor
3: might be better than eric wilson i mean i i think he probably <laughs> is well maybe eric wilson Look, I was I was Eric wrong. Eric Wilson has, there.
2: Been he has been bad. He's been bad. Agree, and I thought he was gonna be good.
3: So I was wrong. I mean, uh, Davion Taylor, but Davion Taylor needs reps, right? Like, sure. I think he's well. Been the, okay. well they have this. In they they have this this, this
2: weird linebacker rotation. I'll be honest. The, the linebacker who's who I who I think has been the best this year is T.J. Edwards. I agree with that. Uh, and like I I think if you just go based on merit, T.J. Edwards deserves more playing time.
3: I agree with that. I mean, he does. He is like he is playing in base. It's just that in this game, they played more nickel than they have in the past. Yeah. Um, I think that's right. I'd like to see. Give me Edwards, Singleton and Davion Taylor as, as your main three linebackers. I don't know. Just an idea. Um, okay. Anything else we need to talk about about this game? You're yawning. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been an hour. I, I,
2: should, I should not. Have keeping been Marissa there. up. I she's, got,
3: she's got the Minneapolis uh, nightlife to get to get to so what else uh join all the rowdy browns fans i got like
1: four pods come on that's uh, my nightlife. life reason works so hard
2: it is, <laughs> so do um, you
1: guys come on give yeah, yourself a uh, shout out zach you probably got up way earlier than i did well yeah
2: but that's not like and you have two uh, kids to hard. take care of <laughs> that's that's just like i, I wish that just because he attacks the
3: day with a vigor unknown to mankind
1: how was emily's busy, birthday?
3: Oh, it was great. Thanks for uh, asking. yeah, yeah. We had
2: we had a nice, uh, we had a, we had a really nice weekend. So.
1: Awesome! I can't yeah, wait to hear you. about Nia's too.
3: I was going to say, how was Nia's birthday?
2: We will find out it's, on on Tuesday.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. So, uh, what else from this game? No, I I, I think like uh, I, I I wrote about Andy Reid because um, you know, there's stuff that I've been gathering this Y'all week, Eagles, but baby. also, but also because Andy Reid's first year here, he was he was five and eleven. And he was very, now the context of that year was a little different. They, you know, Donovan McNabb was the number two overall pick. The Eagles didn't start him until I believe week 10, right? So, so, you know, the Eagles are in a, on a, in a different mode with, uh, uh, with Jalen Hurts. It's also the nature of football is of the NFL is different in 2021 than it was in, in 1999 Andy Reid came in with like a five-year plan. You don't see that anymore. But my point is, is I, I went back and I, I read some of the stuff about Andy Reid's 1999 season. And a big thing was kind of establishing the foundation, right? Getting veterans like Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor and Deuce Daly to really buy in and believe what you were doing, right? And develop something that, that has, that, that has uh, you, you might not see it in week three or week four that year but it's, you're establishing the identity. You're, you're building that, that culture. And so Nick Sirianni, like he doesn't need to make the playoffs this year, right? But you, but you need to know what he is and who he is and how he's doing it this year. So uh, that's what I'm, I'm very curious to see. And I'm curious to see if, if, if they improve, right? If, if week 10 and week 13 and week 17 and week 18 look different than they look right now.
3: And the schedule is set up that way. I mean, if they're not yes. completely out of it, there's a good chance that they could have a good second half of the season. I mean, I still think they're the second best team in the division. Like, I think they are better than the, the Giants in Washington, but we'll see what happens uh, as the season goes on. I mean, they don't, they're not going to see those teams until week 14 or whatever it is. So uh, we'll see what happens. Two, uh, two things I think we need to get to. Uh, And I've already forgotten one of them. Oh, what set us up for, uh, for what's coming up this week? Because I I mean, as we talk about the schedule is incredibly difficult. This game coming up in Carolina, they're uh, open as four and a half point underdogs. This is a huge, huge game. Absolutely. Because
2: then after, you know, you, when you have a Thursday night game, you, you kind of lump both games together because there's such a quick turnaround. So they have Carolina on Sunday, then they have that quick turnaround against Tampa Bay. Uh, so this is this is a critical stretch here. Um, I I think that the Carolina good team this year, but it's, it's 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 a team they could beat if if they're at their highest level. They can beat Carolina. It's not like playing Kansas City, in my opinion. Um, at least not yet. I so don't even,
3: you know, like they don't they don't they don't have to play their best game to beat Carolina. That's how it like you needed to play like a 99 percentile game to beat the chiefs. I think they could play a 60 percentile game and beat the Panthers. We'll
2: see. I mean, I'm a big Matt rule guy, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Like, but I, you know, I, it, it, as far as setting up this, this week, it's also, the Eagles were on a short week last week. This is a normal week. Um, Carolina is not a hard place for them to get to. Right. So, so this is a very like, like this is the type of week that the Eagles, uh, I'm I'm curious to see how they respond. I'm curious to see health wise how they look. Uh, a big thing to monitor this week is is Jordan Mylata back uh, because mm. the Eagles did not put him on IR.
3: Brian Burns right? coming up, coming up.
2: Yeah, the Eagles did not put him on IR, so you would think that they thought he could be back within three weeks. We'll see what happens with that. Um, and then
3: good point. Uh, so.
2: That would you be
3: such a big Matt Rule guy if he had coached at, say, Eastern Michigan instead of Temple? If he wasn't a Philly guy,
2: or after Temple, um, but just seeing what he did at Temple, right? Um, no, uh, knowing a lot of people who know him, um, in football and outside of football, like in the neighborhood, uh, people just think very highly of him. You love, you Uh, love just
3: talking to people in the neighborhood. Sesame. Street I do love talking to people in
2: the neighborhood. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I like that I like that he ate at, at Mr. Joe's. These I, are I, I, the I like rule that
3: fans in my neighborhood. neighborhood. I like that he coached little league
2: baseball. So yeah. Big Matt rule guy.
3: Oh, that reminds me. Every week, Andre Shea Is that what it is? Shea every week this guy is showing up on special teams he's fantastic shay sherry andre making plays on special teams uh here's the last thing that we need to get to zach you know I, i it's the weekend trying trying to stay away from social media uh spend time with the family you know i'm not watching a lot of college football stuff i know you're paying attention but I, yeah. did see, I, I did see I did see on Twitter yesterday, you know, end of the day, log in, and I just I see on the uh what's trending. I see uh Urban Meyer. What was could you just explain to me what what I I, I didn't I I wasn't following the story. What why was he trending? What's going on? I will let you tell our our audience. You monopolize oh, the no, conversation. I, 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 you could possibly, this I don't know what I don't know what the deal is. What's uh what was did is he still there? Is he was it? Did they like uh, the Jaguars tweet out another thing about how he's not going anywhere or something like that? Marissa, can you help me out? What am I supposed to say?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I got my hand on the end, end stream button. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. I,
3: well, I guess I'll I'll, I'll do some digging. I haven't I haven't gotten to the bottom okay. of the story, so I'll just. Uh, yeah, you're all over nice this. Just like I'll take a bite you out of some sweet corn here. and. Uh, just see if I can figure out what's been going on here. Maybe uh, go to a chop house and just sort of sit back, relax, and watch the scenery. See if there's I anything I, I know that his out.
2: I know his 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 alma mater had a big win. Uh, Cincinnati beat Notre Dame there. Desmond Ritter, give him credit, came through in a big spot. Uh, was
3: was real impressed with and a good job. Cincinnati I did sport. see from the Cincinnati uh, uh Twitter account just. Totally trolling Brian Kelly, your guy. Uh,
2: look, I, I mean, I'm, I've been about the Cincinnati team all, all year long, so really impressed with what, with what Luke Vickle has built. Really impressed with Desmond Ritter.
3: Do you like the quarterback? That's
2: Desmond Ritter, yeah. Yeah, no, so, I understand.
3: I, I know that. Do you <laughs> like him, like, as a prospect?
2: Yeah, I liked him. I, I said, if, if you'd roll the tape, I, I said back in April, when we talked about quarterbacks for this upcoming class, I said, pay attention to Desmond Ritter. Really like what, he, what he's done. So uh, if you're talking about quarterback prospects, like the old Miss quarterback did not have a good day. Alabama is so – Alabama and Georgia are just – like those two teams are
3: ridiculous. Um, it, you need to – that's the thing. That's the kind of insight you can only get from <laughs> a real college football fan is Alabama is really good. It takes watching, <laughs> no, it takes watching every game to know that.
2: <laughs> there is such a line between like between Alabama, Georgia, and everyone else. So there's you know, mm. such a
3: goal for that. Well, that's interesting because that's what they say about the NFL. It's like playing Alabama every week. That is what they say. All right. Mm. We should wrap this up. Okay. Well, uh, to all our fans watching and listening live at Urban Shop House, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We will be back uh Tuesday evening at eight o'clock for the live. Recap Pod with Shilka Padia on YouTube. And then again, live Thursday at 3.30 in the afternoon to preview the game against the Panthers. And at some point this week, I don't know if it's going to go in the Tuesday show or if it's going to go up separately, but the return of ZB and the Wolf. So uh, thanks to everybody for listening. The Eagles go to one and three, but that's okay because they got Ryan Kerrigan and they're going to turn this bad boy around. For Zach and Marissa, I'm Bo. And for Sheil, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And as always,
1: we love you.